When Renee Wright, when Renee, Renee White, forgive me, had kids, she was determined to raise them how she wished she'd been raised. But when her son was just one and a half in the middle of a tantrum, Renee found herself saying things she'd swore she'd never say to her own kids. The guilt that followed started her on a journey for to better understand her emotional responses, and she discovered the peaceful parenting approach. When looking for resources to help her kids learn emotional intelligence, she realised how expensive these were and decided to make her own. She launched Little People, Big Emotions in 2021, offering resources for parents and kids to develop their emotional intelligence. The resources are used in 3,000 homes and classrooms around the world. Renee White is with us from her home in Geraldine. Morena, Renee, what a journey, goodness. Tamari, thank you for having me. Yes, yes, quite a journey. That uptake is uh, is really significant. Have you found a real hunger for this kind of conversation? Yes, yes, I find that there's a lot of parents who want to change or break cycles, but they never had that model to them growing up. So they want to change, but just kind of need support around how that, to do that and what it actually looks like. Can we talk about your parenting journey and... I was just saying earlier, it is the most natural thing in the world when becoming a parent to use the strategies and techniques that your own parents used. Uh, so right from the start, for better or worse, that is that is very common. And just tell us a little more about your own experience. Yes, I had very loving parents. Um, they did the best they could, I know, with like the resources and support that they had, but and they were breaking their own cycles. Like, for example, my mother, um, like with my, my koro, he was like severely beaten with like chains and fence posts and things like that. It was horrible. Whereas he didn't do that with my mum, but he definitely hit them. And then with my mum, with me, she didn't hit us on a, like, that wasn't her go-to, but she would yell. Um, and so they're breaking their own cycles each generation. But yes, with when I became a parent, I tried my best not to to carry that on. But um, yeah, like timeouts are very much the go-to. The whole "don't come out of your room till you have a smile on your face" or "till you're ready to be a part of this family" kind of kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that was definitely things I wanted to change and just not have my children obey me out of fear. Really, was there a moment though where you felt or caught yourself in one of those old patterns? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I um, always thought I was this really laid back, chill person before I had kids and I was, and it wasn't until um, my son was about one and a half where they kind of get to that stage where they um, have the meltdowns and the tantrums. Um, and I said some words that I didn't even know that I had remembered, but they just flew out of my mouth. Um, it was I just said, you're, you're so annoying. Can you just leave me alone? And I that really stopped myself in my tracks. And I honestly just, I fell to my knees and cried because I just, I didn't know that I had remembered those words, but I knew right then in that moment, I could see my, my child self receiving those same words and understanding how my child self felt in that moment and how that would have made my son feel. And um, I was just shocked really about this person that, the side of myself that I hadn't seen um, when I got triggered by my child's emotions. Um, so, yeah, that was really what sparked sparked the change in, in my desire to parent differently. How did you first learn about emotional intelligence? Obviously, everyone has a sort of a general idea of it, but when did you first begin to more fully understand it? 
Yeah, so right after the, that, that moment that I had with my son that night, I remember it was funny, like the mind shift um, that most parents are making. Well, I, I started Googling, how do I help my my son um, develop his emotional intelligence so that I don't get upset? <laughs> that was kind of like the vibe I was looking for. Like I started looking at um, how to develop my child's emotional intelligence, not really realizing quite yet it was all about my my own emotional intelligence. And so I started um, reading some books around raising emotionally intelligent kids. And then I, the more I read, I realized like, oh, it's like it's all about me and how I'm able to handle my emotions, um, and and that will then affect how my child um, reacts and and um, everything around that. So I just read. A lot of books around around children's emotional intelligence, and then kind of geared towards my own emotional intelligence, and then realizing what that entailed in terms of parenting and acknowledging emotions, developing my own self awareness and regulation skills, and um, yeah, that that that's how that started. There were some awesome books by Daniel Goleman, who is the father of emotional and parenting, I guess you could say. Um, his book was really helpful um, and a huge catalyst in, in my, that mind shift for myself. So what does, what were some of the things that you learnt from that and began to apply? Yeah, I it was more so a realisation of the lack of emotional intelligence skills I had in terms of being able to identify how I was feeling, being able to regulate my emotions, so being able to... Um, when I was getting dysregulated, being able to choose a, a healthy coping mechanism to bring myself back to balance, like it... My go-tos were like emotional eating or yelling or, yeah, just not having that moment where I could pause and be like, okay, let's let's do something that's actually going to be constructive for myself. And, um, yeah, so that, that those were the big things. And I noticed when I was able to calm my own emotions when my child was triggering me, I guess, then I was able to go into the situation with my children like completely differently, um, just with calm and connection and understanding of um, my, my myself and how my child was feeling. So what would you do? There's the old count to 10. Would it be that or would it be actually go away and do something different in the moment? What would you use as a strategy? Yeah, everyone's definitely different and their body reacts differently to every a different kind of strategy that you hear but for myself it would be um if I was in the middle of like a power struggle with my son I would put my hand on my heart take a deep breath breathing is the one of the most important things because it's the first thing that changes when we become dysregulated so it's one of the first things that we should um focus on when we get dysregulated to bring ourselves back to balance so breathing three deep three slow deep breaths acknowledging how I'm feeling and validating that, like saying something like I'm, I'm feeling really frustrated right now um, and I feel really stretched and, and that's okay. Um, and then finding empathy for myself, I'm then able to find empathy for my child and connect with him um, and listen to what he's saying. And then because he feels connected to me, I'm able to communicate and he's actually able to receive that communication. What is peaceful parenting? So peaceful parenting, um, it's kind of along the whole lines of all the other names like gentle parenting and respectful parenting and things. I like to call it peaceful parenting. It's based on attachment science to the secure attachment relationship. Um, It's based on active listening skills, parenting through connection, um, problem solving with our children. Um, Like we mentioned, emotional self-regulation and modeling those skills to our children um, and self-awareness. 
developing self-care as, as parents um, and just having a deeper understanding of the feelings and unmet needs that drive a child's behaviour. And can you give us some examples of it? Just some case studies, say. Yeah, for sure. So do you mean like um, just what happens when you yeah. use peaceful parenting? Yes, go ahead. Yes, awesome. So when we use peaceful parenting, we're able to have more um, of a mutual respect um, with the relationship and there's more trust in the relationship and a good team spirit in the family. Um, there's more willing cooperation um, rather than demanding obedience, which brings disconnect and just more power struggles. Um, it prepares our children for being able to go into the world, um, being emotionally strong and resilient um, and having the skills to kind of weather life storms, life's ups and downs, because they'll be able to um, identify their emotions, choose health and coping mechanisms um, instead of self-destructive ones that hurt them and others around them. There's this thing called the three C's that you use too. What are they? Yes, so that's my go-to. Um, kind of in every situation, you can re- you can use it with your children. So it's center, connect, and communicate. So first, um, in, in every situation where you find yourself being dysregulated or um, your child is dysregulated and you feel a bit stressed out and overwhelmed, three C's would be first, center yourself. So like I mentioned before, putting your hand on your heart and finding some empathy for yourself, just just breathing and um, coming back to balance a little bit and finding some empathy for your child and how they might be feeling, then would be to connect. So that can either be coming down to your child's level or a soft touch on on their arm or bringing bringing some playful humour into the situation is always helpful. Um, And then communicating. So that can either be through setting a limit or boundary with with your child, which is um, a huge misconception about peaceful parenting. People just think, that you let your kid do whatever you want but it's very much not the case there are boundaries and limits and and you can set that with the communication or it can be through simply active listening and repeating back to your child what you've heard um and then they're able to yeah or or you can problem solve with your child what are the how are the boundaries uh i was going to say enforced which is the wrong word but um Children, of course, need boundaries, and, and there are different yes. strategies in terms of how that unfolds and the consequences for breaching them. So, with the method that you've been uh, developing as a parent and sharing with others, how do you uh, ensure those boundaries are recognised and and a child stays within them? And what happens when they don't? Yes, no, that's a very good question. So, with, with peaceful parenting, we don't use punitive measures so there's no like removal of privileges or timeouts um so with setting boundaries like it's it's having rules in in, in, the, in the family like it's not okay to hurt other people it's not okay to break property it's not okay to um yes yeah, a whole a whole bunch of things like that so it's 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 totally fine if your child hits you to say something like it's not okay to hit because you've hit me, I'm, I need to keep myself safe. So I'll, I'm going to move over here um, and, I, and I'm here for you if you need my help or it's if they throw throwing something or breaking anything, it's okay. Like I, my job is to keep everyone and everything in this house safe. 
Um, and if you want to throw something, here's a pillow, but I will be taking this rock away or I'll be taking the chair away or something like that. So it's not punishing their behavior, but it's setting a boundary of what, what is acceptable and what's not. Um, and then addressing the behavior that, that that's underlying that. Um, How challenging is this with the toddler who can go into that red rage? Um, and it's the adult red rage, of course, that, that this is all about yeah. um, stopping. But, you know, they're at that point where they literally communication is not going <laughs> yes, to go exactly, in between yeah. the ears. So I could see this, and I can envisage this with perhaps older children, where they're beginning to get that cognitive processing, more awareness of others, they're able to listen and actually receive what you say. But what about those littlies? Yeah, so when the, our children are in that meltdown tantrum red zone, like you said, um, their logical brain has has switched off <laughs> there's there's no point in trying to reason or logic with them in that stage so something that we have in my house is called a, a peaceful place or, or a calming corner and we usually just go there and what our focus is with our children in those moments is just to help them come back to balance so that can either be through um just listening to them or just telling them that you're here and acknowledging and validating and that's really what they need in that moment is just some understanding and empathy so that they can come back to balance and then you can um talk about whatever just happened or problem solve, set those boundaries, um, choose calming strategies to do with them. But you're really in that red zone phase. It's just focusing on on um, connecting with them and um, showing them some empathy because it's a sign that they're just screaming out for for help. It's really scary for them when they reach that stage. There's so many feelings that they haven't felt before in that intensity. And, it's, and though they may be screaming other things like, go away, I don't want you or anything like that, they're really just screaming out like, please... I feel like these feelings, I don't know how to cope with them. Please, please show me, please help me. That's what they're really asking for. What difference have you seen in your own kids after starting this approach? Yes, yeah, that's a great question. So I have two children, and so I started peaceful parenting when my oldest, who's nearly five now, he was two, um, and seeing the difference between, so my son now, when he was one and a half and my daughter, who's that age now, the the empathy that my son has developed because of the empathy that he has been shown is just astronomical, like towards his sister, towards his peers. Um, it, it's been amazing. There's just more peace in the home. That's why I like to call it peaceful parenting. You find more peace because there's more willing cooperation. There's more humor. There's more connection. Um, there's more mutual trust and, and respect. Um, yeah, there's so many things. They are able to, like my daughter's only one and a half and she's able to like go to our peaceful place or a calming corner when she feels upset and she knows that, okay, I need to connect with mum. So she'll run to our little area and show me how she's feeling on our little pictures that we have and then her go-to is she likes to read a book with me. So when she's feeling upset and everything, it's just the tantrums are less severe, less frequent um, because they know that that um, I'm going to be there to connect with them. Um you um, have this system of checking in with yourself as well, not just in the moment of sort of crisis, but 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 throughout the day. And this is interesting. I think on your Instagram you posted a video about you imagining a kind of an energy meter above your head throughout a day, and, and just yes, yes. <laughs> just watching it as it drains down. And is that wise? Because we all know whether it's the witching hour or um, you know mm. you've just got in and you haven't had food and your kids haven't had food. We all know there's those high risk moments where your energy's down as well as then. So how do you 
how do you practice that to sort of preempt all the you know theatre coming together for a bit of a meltdown? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. So yeah, with the with the health meter, it's and like you said, the witching hours. There's certain times of the day where we find ourselves just to just to briefly explain, like the health meter is zero being zero being um, calm and and totally relaxed, and ten is being like when you've just blown your top and you're like lost it and yelling and all that. So when we find ourselves anywhere between like a five and a seven, should be when we need should be when we pause and stop and go and regulate. Um, a lot of the times we find ourselves getting into like an eight, nine and then realizing, oh my gosh, like I'm about to lose it, but it's so much harder to regulate at that stage. We've kind of just, yeah, we, we just try to push through it and we end up snapping. So it's a lot easier to regulate. It's the same with our kids. It's a lot easier to help them regulate when they haven't fully lost it yet. Um, so there's little things that you can do to, to like, especially with your kids, it's a lot harder to, to regulate yourself when you just kind of want to be alone and, and want to go for a run or something, which is what I like to do. But um, when you're with your kids, the one of the best things is to bring in, as hard as it is, is to bring in laughter and, and humor. Like laughter or crying is like one of the best ways to release the tension and build up frustration in our bodies. So if I'm like trying to cook dinner or anything like that and I'm in that five, six, seven, eight stage and I'm just about, I know I'm like, if I keep going, I'm going to lose it. I'll stop temporarily forget the agenda that I have and the, and the timeline that I want to have things done. And I'll just go and check on some music with my kids and we'll just dance or we'll play like a, a game together or we'll just go for a walk around the block or something like that. Now this has led to your own business somewhere along the way. Had you got to the point where you thought I've got, resources here that I can share and then tell us a little bit more about what they are and how it works. Yes, so I was, when my son started having tantrums and meltdowns, my go-to, because I didn't want to yell, so I thought the next best thing would to be timeout, would to be to use timeouts, which was, um, I guess, a step in the right direction, but still it does have harmful effects. Um, and like, Even though the short-term effects may work, the long-term effects are uh yeah, really devastating for our children. And so I just looked up alternatives to time out and I found what time ins were. So instead of putting your child in a room and expecting them to learn their lesson when really they're just learning exactly like the opposite of that, like to disconnect from themselves and everything and, and their feelings and not trusting their feelings and, and the connection with you breaking down is to go with them into a calming corner is what um, the universal phrases known by um, and co-regulate with them. So together coming back down to, to balance and um, I really, really resonated with that. So I looked up all these different resources and there was none here in New Zealand. There was some really cool ones in America and I was going to buy it, but I'm a stay-at-home mom and my husband not had not long ago graduated university, so our income was very tight. Um but I really, because, and we're also Māori and, and I'm trying to teach um, te reo Māori at home. So I also wanted to have some bilingual resources available, but I couldn't really find any that I liked. So, yeah, I just, and yeah, I honestly just prayed one day and asked like what I should do. And I felt that this was the right way to go. And I knew exactly who to contact to help me illustrate all the different resources that, that we can, um, or that, that I created. And it's just been so overwhelming the response that that it's had, and it's I've just been so grateful for the support shown by the community here in New Zealand and, and worldwide. So bilingual posters, my feeling cards, positive affirmation cards, and uh, in kindy this has been used as well. Yeah, 
Yes, yeah. So kindy have um, there's been like a enormous push for social emotional learning or developing emotional intelligence skills. So they create um, little calm down corners in their in their space, um, which has been really awesome to see. Like it's it's really cool. I, I and I know that the teachers have found it helpful for themselves also to um, diffuse all of the type of situations that you can have when there's so many kids um, that young in one space. Thank you, Renee. Renee White, speaking to us from home in Geraldine.